It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, who is the only one I know who loves Christmas and Ryan Reynolds so much that he signed up for Apple TV just to watch Spirited. Did you watch anything else on Apple TV before you canceled it, Merman? No. Nothing else? I did watch right around Christmas at uh, Jim's house, though. Well, that's exciting. Which I would have watched it. Nice. Did they? Okay. The version I saw, was an, I thought it was Apple TV. Did it they like have edited. like three things on it? It was like edited. There was like Charlie Brown Christmas, yes. but then there was like another Christmas special. Yep. And then there was some weird dance thing. Yes. That was horrible. It's so much Charlie Brown. Thank the you. first two were Thank good, but the dancing, I don't even know what it was. It was it's a Charlie Brown dance it's off. A it had nothing to do with Christmas. Well, you know what? You mean we're we're missing too. in this world is more exactly. Charlie Brown exactly. dance-offs. That's why no, I we, the DVD. We don't because we, we it was terrible. Oh, poor Charlie Brown. So with the introductions out of the way... Let's rage on. And that makes Bryce a blockhead. Oh, thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on our listening platform or even your listening platform. And support us by joining the Film Rage community and joining a membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. And you know what? We will watch it if it played in cinemas anywhere in the world. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know why I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Charlie Brown put some pep in Bryce's step. And see, I rhymed there, but I didn't mean to. But I did it just by habit. Mm. You're a poet, you don't even know it. it I'm so good sometimes I surprise myself. Mm. So we saw a couple movies in cinemas before we get to the big event. Did we? Yes, we did. I forget. I know. It seems like last year or something. It was like last year. Yeah. What did we see? We saw The Whale. And? What else did we see? <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, okay. When have we ever sat there and listed off everything we're doing? That's true. I don't know. We're doing a list today, so I figured maybe we would just change it up. He's in a listy mode. I'm in a listy let's mode. Just, I'm in a listy mode. Let's just do one thing at a time. Let's do the whale. Do well, you want me to combine my reviews of this one and I'll read like one line from it? And... <laughs> That'd be fun. I don't think it would be. So, yeah, the okay. whale. 
The Whale, directed by Darren Aronofsky and starring Brenda Fraser, is a story of Charlie, a man who has given up on himself but continues to believe in the people around him. He has a best friend, Liz, played by Hong Chow, who looks out for him and enables him at the same time. She truly cares for Charlie and tries to protect him from his inability to see bad in people. Sadie Sink plays Ellie, Charlie's daughter, in the best performance of her young career. Her anger and resentment drives her every move. She's a ball of rage, and she makes it her mission to make those around her uncomfortable. We also have a young church missionary, Thomas, played by Ty Simpkins. He wants desperately to save Charlie, believing that that, that may be the way to save himself. And finally, we have Mary, Charlie's ex-wife, played by the always brilliant Samantha Martin. Always brilliant. She is, an, she is an undeniable force in any role she takes on, which once again is the case here. She commands the screen like few other actors. As Mary, she is devastated by what Charlie has become. She is disappointed in herself because of the mother she is. And she wallows in sadness with the help of the bottle. You can see the pain and the rejection and the anger in this performance. She loves Charlie, even after everything that has happened. She's basically in one scene, but she does what she does and makes it the best scene in the movie. In the wrong hands, this film could have been a train wreck, but uh, Aronofsky is able to define every character in this so well that you care about them and understand the tragic flaws of each one of them. This is a devastating movie with devastating performances. This movie is Mondo, and I never want to see it again. <laughs> I'm with you. We may be saying this a few times uh, in this episode. I'm just giving some foreshadowing to later in the podcast. But, uh, all right. I believe I, I agreed with almost everything that you said, except for one thing, which you're going to find out. Oh, I figured you would agree with one thing. But, yeah. yeah, okay, good. Just one. Yeah, but it's an important thing, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know what it is, so yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah. We That's saw, right. We, we talked about it, yeah. <laughs> God damn you, Brendan Fraser and Darren Aron- Aronofsky. The number of years I've waited for a story about a male character as powerful as a film like Elle or Woman on the Roof, and I thought I would make it another year without one, and you bring me the whale. Never have I seen a character so rich and full as this film created for a male character oh, it was just i was so excited um i had slow dripping tears through this entire film that built to a crescendo when the floodgates opened and had me crying the entire way home in the car there was moments of humor to allow me to dry my tears which i thank the writer for these little tiny breaks of despair that they gave me. Brendan Fraser took me to places I never thought him capable of. With a character so deep and well-rounded, no pun intended, most of the cast was brilliant, especially by Sadie, was it Sadie Sink? Yeah. Um, of the Stranger Things fame. Yeah. Uh, we've seen her she in other things. Yeah. She took her abilities, and in watching Stranger Things, I've always thought she was the strongest Uh, character actor in the film and she just proved it in this film for sure there seemed like um all the characters except one which i which i personally felt felt out of place and that was by samantha morton in my opinion she was the weakest of the cast wow yep i i i found 
I don't know what you were wa- which which scene you were watching of her, but when she was there, I was kind of like every other character had so much dynamics to them and for me she felt flat so you know that's weird that's me yeah that is kind of weird i cannot give enough praise for the character study that defies boundaries and all expectations that i've ever had for a male character brendan fraser i will never watch encino man again and question your talent and i give it a standing ovation for 10 minutes you the whale are the moby dick of mondo's Ah, so it wasn't what I thought. Ah, you thought I wasn't going to give it a Mondo? I thought maybe you weren't. Oh, <laughs> no. But, but your problem was with Samantha Yeah, Martin. I really had who problems ha- with who her. Who ever has a problem with Samantha I Martin? don't know. When we were watching, didn't I turn to you in the movie, Murray? Uh, yeah, you mentioned something about her. To be honest, I didn't recognize her. The That's the thing about the Samantha thing Martin I is you remember, never recognize yeah, her. Yeah, I would I agree. She's a chameleon. from is from Super Mario Brothers movie which she was the best thing in that too yeah. I, I don't i she's try to forget that i've seen everything. that movie. it was like earlier in her career yeah she wasn't yeah, definitely she the was best the thing in this movie to all i think other, she was no way she was that in my opinion she was the worst so so yeah <laughs> i had nothing to compare it to but okay murray then maybe just then you can be the decider i love it when murray's the decider the, the decider. decider i don't know she wasn't the most mondo thing in the movie for me but she was okay there you go okay so she wasn't great <laughs> All right. All right. Brendan Fraser. Yes. Where have you been? Yes. With the exception of School Ties, With Honors, The First Mummy, and possibly Bedazzled. Bedazzled. Most of his career has been unexceptional, to say the least. That's why this film hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh, it was brick written. It was very difficult to watch. I definitely could have done without the lingering shots of Fraser in the fat suit, naked. I thought that was awesome. Having battled with weight gain my entire life, this film was a harsh dose of reality. I hope to hell I never get to 600 pounds or end up housebound, but Mm -hmm. you never know. Uh, The whale is not always pleasant to watch, but the payoff and performances make it an astounding film all around. Fraser has literally never been this good. And the supporting cast that surrounds him only makes him better. Yes. My favorite is his nurse friend, who tries to make him face reality, but fails miserably. (laughs) Just love Hong Chao. Her sharp tongue wit provides much needed humor to an otherwise depressing situation. As uncomfortable as the subject matter made me, I had no choice but to make it... You said it, Jim. Moby Dick size Mondo. Oh, baby. All right. You know it what that means? They even make my top 10 of 2022. Ooh. You'll have to stay tuned for that. Yeah, you will. Mondo! 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 Apparently, Charlie Horse is giving it an outstanding Mondo as well. So. Okay, am I am I the only one that believed that this is the best male character story they've seen in a long time? Uh, put me on the spot. Yeah, I am. Uh, sure. Right? Like, like it was it was it was very well written. Um, I'm surprised at the 
that it's not getting more kudos than it is. People are all over Brendan Fraser's performance, but yeah, it's not just him. There are idiot critics out there that just do not get this movie at all, which I may talk about later. Oh, I like that. I like it when you talk about things like that later. Yeah, yeah you know, um, I, I, well, as we know, we usually don't care what the critics think because we don't b- believe that we they don't. Have but any every now and weight. then, I'm just it. It gets annoying when there are movies out there that they, they're saying are the greatest thing ever, and, and they're, they're not, and they're just absolute dog crap. Yeah, and then something with substance, they just. Yeah, they they decide to to paint it with a brush that makes absolutely no sense because there's there's nothing. As I say, I'll I'll get to that. Well, uh, you know, I always say this to people because you know you and I see a lot the same on trips that are art house films. Like mm-hmm. it's usually it's usually very close to what we believe in art house. Yeah, and um. You and Murray will see eye to eye maybe more on sports films. And Murray yeah. and I may see more to eye to eye on science fiction or action films. But Fair it's enough. funny when you see a movie like this, which is doesn't fit any of... I mean, it's kind of art house for sure, but it's very character driven. And for Murray and, and you and I all to give it the same yeah, rating, I there's got to be so much substance to this. I was dreading this. going to this. Yeah. Just looking at Brendan Fraser in that fat suit, and I'm like... Yeah. Oh man, this is going to be just horribly depressing to watch. And yeah, I was sucked in from the very first minute. Like, I it was so well done. Well, and and you have a tendency to bring your emotional baggage I to do. a film. I do. A lot. You sometimes can't block out no, your emotions take I, over from your own personal yeah, but life. I have to identify with the character. Yeah, yeah. Which is what makes me get into the movie yeah, more. Yeah. Or get out of it more. Or get out of which it. you've happened well, to do sometimes yeah, too, right? Depending on what if it's yeah. you know done poorly then yeah, yeah, it'll take me out of a movie too. Yeah, if there, it, I I imagine, you know, you know that he had had to deal with bullying in it. Yeah. But it wasn't the story. The story was all about you know his growth and change and the people around him and how he was were in, trapped there's, in his orbit that, yeah. that you couldn't get out of yeah. and just it's such a strong character film such a strong it, character it film. is indeed well we go from that to something completely different. to something completely uh, yeah. different with Take not a with not necessarily a lot of character development this mm. film is dripping with opulence and that is babylon this film is dripping with opulence and excess where it is almost begging you to ask if it's too much. It starts with a few scenes that build to one of what I will call one of the most epic parties ever thrown in the vein of Caliglia yeah. as opposed to the great Gatsby, which there is definitely some influences or perhaps for those of you who have been, who have attended one of my birthday parties of old <laughs> and Murray can laugh because he's attended yes. them. This starts out where, as usual, from what I've seen of Margot Robbie, she starts the film playing her best Harley Quinn version. But then, perhaps the director told her, less Harley, more of anybody else. Because she stopped annoying me about 30 minutes into this film. She's good in this. Yeah, after the first 30 minutes. It was great to see Brad Pitt playing more of a character his own actual age. Mm -hmm. And his arc in the story, in my opinion, I would say I enjoyed the most. Diago Calva as Manny does the best job I've ever seen him in also, as expected. Um, The little we get 
though, of Tobey Maguire still steals the show from anyone who gets pulled into his orbit. He's awesome. This movie, we'll talk more about him in a minute. Our director-writer does a pretty outstanding job giving us a tongue-in-cheek homage to the early film industry, and you can see his passion and respect for this craft. At times, this seems almost too busy, but the writing, cinematography, and music really push you to stay focused on what we are watching for anyone who is a fan of the craft of movie making. This film is a feast for the senses. I love the journey this film takes us on. From the end of the silent film era and into the world of talkies, but does it go deep enough in the transition? Or is it just to focus on, I would would have said four lead characters, but to me there was only really two. You all know what that, what? No, yeah, we'll see. Um, you know how much I love character-driven films. I love the story it's telling, but because the story is unbalanced on the characters in that focus and is mainly on Brad and Margot's character and less on our three BIPOC characters, so for that, I have to give it some negative remarks. And for a film that's over three hours long, I think it could have been edited some of the way through and gave us deeper character development of all the characters and on top of that we didn't get enough toby Maguire. so true. for these reasons That's as much as true. i loved a lot about this film i did not love it all unfortunately mm. and soon after seeing it i kind of forgot the scenes that i loved so much it was kind of a it was like it was there were scenes that I really loved, but then after the movie, I was kind of like, okay, that was a good movie. I, I liked it. Mm. So just gets a high man. I couldn't give it a mondo. I did not f- have the the glow of Babylon after it. Interesting. What does Murray think? That surprised me a bit, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I love... I thought you would hate it. You thought I would have hated it? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, no, I, I would have thought I would have loved because it. because it's so Hollywood, I thought you would hate it. I don't mind Hollywood. I, I actually... If they would have done more... Well, we can talk about this in a bit. Yep. But let's hear um, what you Yeah. This film was way too long. Oh, no. no. I no, will no. repeat my mantra, which you know by now. No film ever needs to be three hours long. Okay, got that out of the way. I think Target was like six hours. That Russian movie? It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It no was... one, no one's even watching that either. But did you watch it with a pause so you, you could pee? I think I've slept through there about half of it. There you go. <laughs> so it wasn't that good. Yeah, All right. Pretty good. You the parts I was awake. I had to go twice in the three hours. <laughs> nice. Okay, let's catch up um, to Murray's bladder here. Sorry. This was definitely my kind of film. Yeah, I already thought. Yeah. Great score, talented cast, yep. fantastic cinematography, mm, yes. and a story about Hollywood. This film should have been a slam dunk for me. Oh, oh, this is taking a turn. I should have known better when there is an elephant taking a dump all over somebody in the first five minutes. That was pretty good. That was good. Uh, the following 25 minutes of the Bachnall orgy <laughs> yes. uh, was dizzying and disorienting. Exactly. Then the opening title came up. <laughs> yes. And, and we he, had ourselves a movie. And then you had three and a half hours more of movie. <laughs> Uh, I enjoyed every minute of the roller coaster ride that was making a silent film in the 20s. Oh, so good. In fact, every scene with the awesome Brad Pitt 
and the captivating Margot Robbie was mesmerizing. Mm. I wasn't that crazy about the other guy, though I'm sure he's okay. Uh, I, he said, I didn't great. like it. I didn't like his character development, especially near the end. Yeah. Um, Tobey Maguire's brief cameo was bizarre. Did you call him Tubby Maguire? Tobey Maguire? Tobey Maguire. Toby, I thought you called him Tubby. I called him Tubby. <laughs> <laughs> he called him Toby. What are you talking about? <laughs> And, it was and, bizarre and everything and awesome. from when he showed up to the end was unnecessary in my opinion what i think the movie should have ended with brad pitt's last scene that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> to summarize this film made me rage <gasps> mondo <gasps> and meth <gasps> in the space of three hours and nine minutes in between two urine breaks everything pitt Robbie and even a new guy was pretty Mondo. The middle hour of the film was slow, it dragged on, and it was a mess. The last 20 minutes made me rage. And why that's also when I discovered why there was a medical warning to people with epilepsy. I still don't get what the hell was happening at the end there. Like that kaleidoscope of colors and then they started showing like the Terminator and a bunch of other crap. I'm like this that was a movie was, about the 20s I, and 30s. I, that's the one thing I could have done yeah, without. Yeah, I, uh, done I found it to be a complete that. waste. They should have ended it way before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, much as I love Damien Chazelle's films, this was ultimately a meh. Was it a high meh like your mind, no. Murray? All right. No. It's going too, down, Bryce. There was too it much was, baby rage. It was high meh, high then meh, then meh. And then, now what do you have to say too about much Babylon? What? do? Just a quick poll. What do I have to say? What do you three, think I'm going to rate it? Three hours is never enough rage. movie. You no. say rage? Yes. I say he's going to give it a Mondo. You say Mondo? Yeah, because his comment was, that was the only thing I didn't like about it. So was that color saturation scene at the end enough to make Bryce go from wasn't the color Mondo saturation. to Mondo? It was, <laughs> to it was it almost, with... almost rooted for me. Okay, well, we've got our votes in. You, If you go mad, you've split the vote. So right, there we go. What's that? Okay, so Babylon is bigger than... Uh, what what did I say? Bigger than Tubby Maguire. It's bigger than Tubby Maguire. No, Babylon is a bigger than life film with stunning visuals, a fantastic score by yes. Justin Hurwitz. I can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, Justin Hurwitz. Scores. This is yeah. one of the best scores in a Green. long time. Yep. And powerhouse performances from the main players that pulls the curtain back on Hollywood in the 1920s. It combines humor and dread and the ridiculous seamlessly. The cinematography is truly a sight to behold. Every camera movement is so fluid and takes you on a wild three-hour ride. Yes, it was over three hours. It is cynical and optimistic in the same breath. There are scenes that I will never forget, one of them being the hilarious sequence of them filming with sound for the first time which turns deadly. Yeah, that's pretty funny. It was so freaking funny. Um, this scene is a triumph in itself. And it's one of many unforgettable moments. For me, I, I can't believe you've left this and, and actually forgot some stuff, but there are so many unforgettable moments in this three-hour epic. Brad Pitt's performance reminded me how good an actor he is. As Jack Conrad, he conveys a man who has the whole world at his disposal one minute 
and a man whose best days are behind him the next. Margot Robbie is also very good as Nelly, a young starlet that will do anything to be on the silver screen. It is hard to avoid being intoxicated by the charm of this character. This especially holds true for Manny Torres, played by Diego Calva, who is the most grounded character in the film, but his weakness for Nelly just may ruin him. And then we have Sidney Palmer, played by Jovan Adepo, a trumpet player who rises to the top, but when he gets there, decides his integrity is worth more than stardom. Director Damien Chazelle takes some Hollywood facts and weaves them with some Hollywood legends in a grand over-the-top spectacle that is heartbreaking and hilarious and unforgettable. I could have done without the end sequence as Manny takes in a film and we get clips that take us through an abbreviated history of filmmaking. Yeah. But, Which makes no sense. But, but, that, but that is a minor irritation in the grand scheme of things. I mean, you know, it was over three hours long. It was only like 10 minutes. Oh, uh, there was more. <laughs> I had a really good time at this film that ultimately tells a tragic tale. This roller coaster ride of a movie was an exhilarating mondo. Oh, there you go. I was right. Yeah, I had, I had, it wasn't so much I had problems. The biggest problem I had with this, ultimately, was I didn't find that all the characters were fully developed. I was really disappointed in their 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 portrayal of of the white savior, which I'm surprised you didn't pull that out. Like there was way too much. I know it's the era it's of the, the 20s. 1920s. No, Jim. I realize that, but they, he had an opportunity to. He had an opportunity. To show the trumpet player in more, more That's his a, character, and was, I will give you that. I wish that there was more. There was more with the, with with the trumpet player, but the stuff with the trumpet player was strong, and the way and the way that I, he walked out was strong. That was that was and, an it, important scene, and that was. was a very important but, scene. But and they and just it, brushed over his character I and gave and no. put that one. No, okay, this is this is. I me. wish there was more. Yes, and I think the same thing with the. Um, the Chinese uh, artist. Well, she the was. Same. She wasn't. She was barely a character. But no. Yeah. But but when you're looking at the scope of what they're doing here, and once again, yes, they I, had they could have told more stories to give better diversity and strength to those characters. Instead, it's like they throw it in and don't don't try and sell me on the fact that because it's a 20s film, it's supposed to be that way. These no, 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 no. That's not what I'm selling you on. I, I'm selling you on the whole the, the white savior thing. It's it's I don't think applies here. But what I am saying is that yes, I also I, I honestly the uh, the, the, the Chinese lady I don't know that that didn't I didn't really she it, was just she was just a bit character to me right from but the then beginning. they didn't why did they put her in like if you're gonna well, put no, she, a character well, there's, in there's no reason not to, to put she her was in. an important character but she, they basically they didn't really give her didn't, any credence and if you're gonna no, put a character in make it strong but no, I, everybody can't be a lead character no i know but, but i will agree with you that the trumpet player needed needed a, a, a more there, there needed to be more with like him. a perfectly good example is comparing her character to toby mcguire's character okay toby mcguire's character's in it probably less than hers yeah and you have more you know more about toby mcguire in the scenes that he did the but way toby it was mcguire's character is a totally different character you I, can't compare them i'm just saying like the writers have capabilities to do certain things this took you on a journey of oh we of we knew two her main and, white she characters was, and she and was some, an important part of this film yeah. yes you couldn't have had this film without her 
I just think you they wanted did not... to know more about her. I thought that they that I knew plenty they, about they her. They didn't and really that, give him much of anything. And her. that the 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 what she was there for was to drive the other characters, and she did it well. And we learned we learned a lot. Well. And we learned a lot about the other characters through her. That's how I feel. Yeah, I know you liked it. I, there were scenes in this that were fantastic. I 100 percent agree. Oh, no, I, there, there's scenes in this that you'll remember, but there's so much in this that I was like, okay, I already yeah, forgot well, about like it because I stopped. I stopped caring about. Just it was too long for me. Oh and no! It, yeah, it was. It was, it and I don't well, usually I, mind long movies. It no, needed to be longer. Two and a half, I could have done. Well, if they would have so made much. it longer, it might have been better. Maybe they would have taken out that yeah. color saturation scene, which made no sense because it was filmed in 1960. Well, well, no, they didn't he's need going to, show, to a movie in the whatever 60s, yeah, whatever. It was. He, you don't, you don't need they didn't to need have to show a Robocop. Twenty minutes sequence. Just Terminator. Have him watching the movie. He just sense. He, he, he was showing he's showing where it all began and taking it through to where it is now. It's it's fine. No, but it's I did, not. I didn't like it. No, I, I and that's and there's actually a lot of people that thought, oh, that's such a great end. But no, no, it was terrible. It wasn't. Murray's ending would have been better. It, actually, it nearly ruined. No, it, it didn't it it need did. to end there. It did need to. All it needed no, to do was have him in this it, going to that. Like he needed to go to that theater, but we didn't need all the hubbub-a-boo that went with it. Just show him reacting to the movie on the screen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's all we needed. Tearing up. We and didn't. Yeah. We that's didn't it. need the rest. And I will say absolutely to that. But yeah, it didn't need to end like right at the Brad Pitt, whatever you're talking about. Well, okay, but, then yeah. maybe they wrap up the other two characters in like the next few scenes. Yeah, then anyway. one is wild. Tangent. You know what? Like, at the end of the day, he made. I, I I will give it to this to him on this. He made a bold choice. Yeah. I don't agree with it. It wasn't great for me, <laughs> but it didn't take away from the fact that the rest of the film was so good, so well acted, so well shot. There was a lot of good. There in was this. so much good. Hey, I I liked I loved a lot of it. I know you. did. I did not love all of it. And I loved it all except for one little bit. That's it. That, just that one little bit. Yeah. Okay. Just so we know, just yeah. that one little just bit. That one no, little I, bit. I the rest was fantastic. I would love it more, and I really thought it'd be like one of my favorites yeah. of, the, of the whole year. And it just—I thought if Tobey Maguire was in it, I was going to love it. it. Yeah, parts of it. I, and if it was, and, and I didn't like that part at all. I wish they would have made a film just about the seedy underbelly oh, of the, the 1920s the and had Tobey Maguire. You like the Tobey Maguire no, part in, at in all? The sewers with the alligators. Oh, it was fantastic. So, the weird stuff. No, the rat, the rat eating. That was the best part of the movie for me. Oh, it it was so good. It really wasn't. Oh, man. I could just watch Tobey Maguire do anything, though. Yeah. As soon as he showed up, because I was waiting like the whole time, like, where's Toby? Where's Toby? Why is Toby not showing up? Toby? And then there he was. And I was like, okay, I've waited a long time now for this. This better pay off. This better pay off. And And man, did it ever pay off. But yet, Gene Smart, who, you know, she's actually great. But she's like on the movie poster. She's like fourth billing below the top three. Yeah, whatever. And she's just like a side character. Yeah. yeah. Observes things happening. That's but, what it is. But she got, she got like top billing. Hey, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Gene Smart sells tickets. So you put her front sure. and <laughs> Sure she does. Well, I thought it was Toby Maguire that sells tickets. But actually, anymore. you know one of the interesting like things... Gene Smart. Do you, do you know, Wasn't she on Designing Women? I think she so. was. I think she was. So you know what's interesting about this? This is one of those ones that the 
trailer for this. Yes. Sold you a bunch of stuff that never happened. How cool There's was so that? Many, that yeah. was cool. Because I'm expecting the scenes from the trailer, yeah. and they never showed up. And I'm and like, it, wait it a minute. The way they edited it. Total misdirection in yeah. the trailer, which the was best, awesome. Best trailer uh, ever. Three yeah. Hours. yeah, best trailer I wish ever. more trailers would do There's that. There's probably a four-hour four hour movie until oh. he trimmed it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so right. kudos to that for trailer. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Interesting movie. Everybody should watch. Whether you're gonna yeah, hate or it's love a good it. it's like, a good film study. Film oh yeah, totally. For sure. And I love the, the like just the the battle scenes and you know all the cameras got wrecked and he had to run and get a new one. That, oh, was, yeah. that was awesome. Ambulance all, all driving. That, all that stuff. To sh- Every time they were showing they were them filming the something, down. yeah, that was best. <laughs> it was genius. Yeah, like yeah, every yeah. time they were showing just them wish it filming, was that, but yeah, it was anyway. so good. I wish it was more of that. Yeah, me too. Anyway, all right, what are we doing now? Well, now, the moment that our the, annual. the huge number of our listeners have been waiting for the entire year. It's kind of a special edition of the list. It is. A best, it's a very special edition of the list. Yeah. This is our Mondo 10 and Rage 5 for 2022. So for those of you who've been wondering, because they've been asking us a lot on social media, oh, Film Rage, what are you, what's your list for this year? And we're like, hold on, people. You're going to get it. And here it is. Nice. We're starting off with our Rage 5, because we always like to go a little dirty, because we haven't been so dirty yet. We've been giving out Mondos like candy and <laughs> and Happy Mez, and we haven't done any raging. So you know what? It's time to, to break it up with some rage. Yeah. And Murr's going to start us off. Because nobody rages more than I do. Exactly. He's. You know what? I, I, I am just full of rage. Someone actually mentioned to me on social media the other day. Oh, I'm so angry. No, no, no. They <laughs> said, you know what? Murray's been giving out a lot of rage lately, and I said, yes, we finally have rubbed off on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I decided well, I, I don't want to play the middle anymore. That's Either right. I love it or I hate it. That's so right. This is good. We get uh, more rages from me. It's been it's been a long time for us to make you All right. push you to go away from meh. So we'll start, I guess, with our rage five, and honorable mention there. Way too many crappy films to mention. You can basically put every horror movie that came out in the last year on the list for me. I do not like horror films. Uh-oh. Three that stood out to me as pure garbage. Now, are you putting them in an order or no? No. Okay. Honorable mentions, no. Okay. I'll be putting them in order. Yes. Yeah, you always do. All, I did too, actually, this year. Them. Okay. Uh, honorable mention to... The invitation. Okay, so more, the invitation more of a, is more your... of a more of a dishonorable. Yeah, mis- yeah dishonorable. Yeah, uh, story of Dracula, but done really badly. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was really bad. And you know how much I loved my vampires. You do. You love them more than uh, Beast. <laughs> CGI heavy, beyond ridiculous story, starring one of my favorites, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. I the, didn't mesmer- see it. the mesmerizing. Just, just count yourself lucky. <laughs> Uncharted. Oh man! Good old Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Wait, is this doing your? Is this is your so honorable mention? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, he should stick to playing teenagers. Yeah, oh, like that was awful. He yeah. is way too young to be playing someone that that experience. But anyway, okay. On to the list. Rage five. Yes. Number five, probably on all of our lists. Avatar: Way of Water. It is on my I hated list. Hated the first one. The new one had the exact same story. Three hours of CGI people. Yawn. Yep. <laughs> nice. For four, which I looked back and actually was one of my most uh, anticipated movies of last year. Yes. The Batman. The what? Batman. Who knew I would actually dislike somebody more than the Batfleck? Yeah. What? I like Robert Pattinson. 
But this movie was just stupid. It was terrible. Yeah, I agree, man. I liked it. I, I love this. You know what? The, this, the thing I love about our Mondo 10 Rage 5 is reminiscing on what we all agreed on yeah. stuff. So we can fight again. Uh, I love number it. Number three. Yep. Morbius. Yeah, also again, another one. I usually yeah. like superhero films. Yeah, it was and I love vampires. And this was an insult to both. And <laughs> all the undead creatures of the night. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Another superhero film. I know you're surprised. What, Murray? What is going on? Black Adam. Oh, God. Black Adam was bad. Rounding out the trifecta of the superhero crap. (laughs) Though calling Dwayne Johnson's character any kind of a hero is a travesty. He's a villain, pure and simple. Matter of fact, he's like Shazam. Shazam. He's Shazam's like Shazam villain. He should have been in the new Shazam movie. And not Maybe he will be. We have to find out. Um, he's a villain, pure and simple, and not the fun kind like Venom. Right. Much as I love Pierce Brosnan, and I do, and Sarah Shahi, and I do. He does. This was a complete piece of crap until the 30-second cameo at the end. And considering how badly go nowhere. they're screwing up the DCU, thank you, James Gunn, Wow, uh, we don't I know that now, yet. No, you basically get rid of everybody. I know. Maybe that's not going to screw yeah. it up. Maybe it's going <laughs> to make it awesome. I'm now bitter about the whole thing. I love it. Uh, I'm looking forward to Biggest piece of crap the, for me, which you Gunniverse. guys Okay, love. so this is actually your number one number worst one film. Okay. Is Jackass Forever. Okay. Oh. I know you guys liked it. Yes, we yeah, did. We did. We loved it, actually. torture for me. It was Mondo. I, I remember you talking about I that. I hate bullies. People getting pranked or getting picked on in general. But the only part I enjoyed was Johnny Knoxville getting gored by a bull. Nice. That was good. I absolutely loathe that movie. All right. Well, that's a pretty good list, Mer. So, yeah, there's my rage. I, I, love, more, but I my agree vibe. with a lot of it. There was a lot that I agreed with, too, which is good because I, I don't think that's going to happen with all of our lists. Just, Probably not. Um, Maybe not. Just saying. I'm actually surprised at what I came up with my number one movie of last year. It kind of took me by surprise, but... That's uh, not what we're doing right now. No, we're doing no, rages. We're raging, so it's it's funny. Did. I'm not. It's not getting into my honorable mentions, and I'm not going to say any movie names. But in the number of Liam Neeson movies we watched last year, none of them made my top my top rage for that. So isn't that interesting? They're, they're, they're going to make my dishonorable mentions. Spoiler alert. Nice. Although I don't know which one was which. Yeah, I, I didn't like enough, to, uh, and he didn't enough to be a Mondo. But I'm not, I don't rage about any of these. Yeah, yeah I rage about were, all of them. They were terrible. None of them made my top. So okay, so here's my, here's my rage five. Well, my honorable mentions first in order. Yes. And that was tough for me because there was a lot of stuff. The stuff that didn't make it to number three honorable mention. Yes. We're all pretty equal of rage. There's, it's and then tough. It, it's kind of sh- I kind of shook the the yeah. the filter thing and they shifted sifted out. My, my dishonorable mentions and my honorable mentions are I didn't rank, but yeah. everything else I did. Well, cause, this because they're just they almost made it. So the one that is the say number three dishonorable mentions for me yes. was the movie Fall. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Annoying stupid people climb yeah. a pole where nothing happens and you wish they would fall oh, the minute okay. they climb up there. Yeah, I remember this now. I didn't see it. But had yeah, one redeeming quality though. The sets were real. There you go. Um, Scream 2022. My, <laughs> my comment here is why. So Horror film. Uh, yep. Firestarter 2022. We get another screen why? this year. Film. Yeah, I, I saw that. 
Um, Looking forward to number it. five joins with Murray Uncharted. Where can I start on this? A video game that you already know how it ends before it starts and nothing is interesting, yeah. surprising, or original. Okay. Number four, Clerks 3. Ooh. Bad writing, acting, and not one thing Ooh. that was funny or a series for a series that got progressively worse as the series comes to this terrible offering from once comedic and brilliant writer Kevin Smith. Yes. Number three, The Scary of 61st. <laughs> Movies this bad should never be made. It's like a home movie made that should have stayed in the trash bin inside their home. It was awful. It was really bad. Number two was a streaming. And I regret that we saw it. It's Mother Android with Chloe Grace Moretz <laughs> at her really? absolutely it most was awful, annoying. It was it was terribly <laughs> wow. awful. This was painful to watch 30 seconds into the movie and got worse as it progressed. Huh. And the number one biggest rage for me last Can I year. Guess? I don't have to guess. I know what it is. I don't think you know what it is. I think I know what it is. What is it? It's Maverick. <laughs> It is Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> One of the most disappointing films to ever be made. A film completely made to make money off nostalgia, where there is not one moment of originality and no. never needed to be made. The dialogue written for characters who were all unlikable and basically a retelling of its original, where it had not been bad enough to watch the original, has force like powers to hit the target on the Death Star. Yes. Every single thing about this movie I did not like, except that they used real planes. Who cares? That was cool. I didn't think this movie needed to be made. And I'm sorry, Murr, because I know it's going to make your top 10. It but might. it for me, this this was, this is, like, if you look, I have a lot of twos and threes. And there's if a movie has a sequel, it better be better than the original. Otherwise, mm. don't even make Sequels it. Sequels are never better than the original. I know. That's why they should not make them. Of four, four of my my work, my Rage Five. Four of my Rage Five are sequels. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but usually they're better than the original. No, they've all sucked. I've hated them all. <laughs> nice. I hated the first Halloween. I hated the last one. There you go. So there you go. Maybe you'd like the second or third one, though, Murray. Never. <laughs> anyway. Nice. So that's your five. That's my five. Now it's my turn. Yep. Am I reaching for the mute button? No, well, maybe we'll find out here because he's got he's got three so. and five. Let's have it. No ties. Yeah, but the Liam Neeson movies count. No, as No, that right? counts no. as one. You don't have to list them. You just say all Liam Neeson movies. Ah, I'm listening to them. Anyways, my dishonorable mentions. It's Rage Five time. Dishonorable mentions are Blacklight and Memory, both starring Liam Neeson, who needs to stop making this crap. And my other honorable mention is Uncharted that shows us how bad Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland can be. Man, this was unwatchable. Nice. And that's it for my dishonorable mention. That was a good tie, by the way. Yeah, it's just... I love it. See how you were so respectful. I'm always respectful. I don't remember Black Phone. All right, so Rage 5 tied for number five. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, number five, Clerks 3. Oh, look at that. They per both perhaps the most disappointed I have ever been at the movies. I was really looking forward to it. I love the characters. This was Kevin Smith's worst movie. Uh, number four, Ambulance. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> 
Michael Bay attempts to make me puke with his nonstop camera movements. It was unwatchable. I've never seen a movie where they're just having like a conversation. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. While the movie's moving in circular motions. Yeah. Non-stop. They're just, they're just talking. Yeah. There's no need for yeah, this. It was terrible. So Bay loves his steady cam. He likes to spin around. Ugh. Right round, baby. Right round. So I'll uh, number three, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. The story makes no sense, period. It, anybody can argue with me all they want about the what but the story makes no sense there's no way that these two should be pitted against each other i'm not going to go on a tirade about it i've done it many times on the podcast yep. already the story makes no sense yep. i don't know why they made this yep agree number two top gun maverick oh. it's a blatant ripoff of star wars use the force maverick and number one to nobody's surprise, I'm sure. Avatar. Avatar, The Way of Water. This film has some of the worst dialogue ever and a story to match. That's it. Don't forget the CGI fire. Well, and the CGI fire was just... <laughs> but the CGI oh, water was great. The CGI is so good. It's so good. Yeah, it was wonderful, except for the, the fire. fire looked terrible. And apparently, you know, it looks like he's doing this earth, fire, water crap with this movie so i'm guessing that he's gonna have a fire movie coming out soon for avatar we are, so yeah, he we better are. better improve and on it before that the gets same released. bad guy from the first two movies because apparently you just can't kill him i Excellent. think he wants to do a he's wind like jason he's, he apparently wants a, he wants to do a wind movie maybe right. he'll come back as one of those whale things all right for, so from the the worst to the best uh, apparently i'm gonna still talk I can't believe that I that don't was know a good why segue. I don't know why I'm ending and then I'm starting the next one. Because people are already used to your voice. All right. Well, it, at least this way they can list continuously for a while. They don't have to listen to the start you of the last. That's right. They can, the now they can one. fast forward through Murray and I. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Mondo Ten of 2022, the absolute cream of the crop. But before we get there, we have some honorable mentions. Yes. Uh, men. Alex Garland has started his career as a director with his third straight Mondo. Man, this guy makes good movies. He does. Crimes of the Future. Cronenberg is still the master of body horror. Montana Story. One of the most authentic feeling brother-sister dynamics ever caught on film. That almost made mine too. Country Gold. Oh, God. Mickey Reese's genius is undeniable as he continues to astonish with this masterpiece. Okay. And my last honorable mention is the outfit. Oh, wow. Mark Rylance at his unassuming best. He was great in that. All right. So now on to the Mondo 10. Yep. Number 10. Bones and all. Oh, right. Who doesn't like a cannibal love story? That's my favorite genre especially when you got mark rylance and uh michael stuhlbarg <laughs> is, in wait it. is your top 10 all just gonna have mark rylance in it i if, i wish if, if, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what the phantom <laughs> of the open didn't make it damn uh, but he was so good in that too but mark, mark rylance would have made it so good he's the, he's 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 currently mesmerizing he's, he's so good all right so number nine a life on the farm charles carson has something to show you Number eight, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Uh, this is the dark version of this tale that I didn't know I wanted, but man, am I glad he made it. It is very, very good. Check it out. 
Number Interesting s- that one made it. I'm just... I really, really love that movie. Yeah, I did too, but yeah, it's cool. Number seven. Nope. Nope. Jordan Don't Peele. you mean yup? Nope. Yep. Jordan Peele continues his streak of thought-provoking horror. Um, yeah, this I, I'm looking so forward to everything he makes. I rewatched it the other day. It, yeah. got, it got better. I'm sure just it did. FYI. It's just FYI. It is so, so good. Um, and Kiki Palmer. She's, she's awesome. I want to see her now and everything. I know, right? Uh, number six, Broker. Oh, yeah. This what film, do you know? This film shows us that family doesn't have to be blood. Number five. Cow. Oh! Heartbreaking. Speaking of movies that you never want to watch. Again. Yes. Heartbreaking doc that everybody should see once. Just once. Just I once. like my meat, thank you. Very yeah, much. you yeah, would. Well. This would traumatize you, Murray. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Yeah, it is. I, something you know that what? Here's the thing. Both you and I love to be traumatized. It's yeah. just, I don't. So. I know. <laughs> Number four. Everything, everywhere. Yeah, I forgot about that. All at once. The imagination of the Daniels combined with the brilliance of Michelle Yeoh. So good. The mesmerizing Michelle Yeoh. She's so good. She's so good. Jimmy Lee Curtis. Number three. The Seems ba- like there should be a, a drum roll. <laughs> the And by the way, my top three has really separated from... Once again, it seems like the top three, they're always kind yeah, of... Yeah, they, they kind of stand above. But the, yeah. So, and once again, this this year is the same. I mean, I, I absolutely adored every movie, 10 through 4. But these top three are... are unbelievably good number three the banshees of inna colin farrell brendan gleason and martin mcdonough reunite in this supremely entertaining tale of a relationship that has run its course love this movie and you know the funniest thing about it i still haven't seen that and i still haven't had a chance to see bones and all which i'll be watching this week they both made i know i know so now i have to see them i've been wait i i've been too many things i've been Uh, doing there's a lot going on on. yeah number two are y'all ready for this i'm ready r r Oh, and then another R? Yes. The one that I walked out on? Yeah. Oh my God. R, R, R. It just goes to show you that even Bryce Even can I can enjoy an action movie because yeah. this was amazing. Yeah. This is literally the most fun I had at the cinema last year. I wish that it we could just play fun. in the cinema like all the time because every now once or twice a month if it was playing all the time well maybe not once or twice a month but i would say once or twice every few months i would probably go see it again oh, yeah. and it's three and a half hours and it's <laughs> it is three and a half hours of, of pure joy joy absolute joy i've i've i don't know when i've ever had such a good time at the movies like it was just i just had a smile as wide as can be it oh, was yeah. so so amazing just it was it so was fun. much fun. I, I love this. Just film. so much. Fun. I agree. It's it's good. And number one, I'm, I'm curious. Do you have any guesses on what his no, number one is? No, because he's seen about ten times more movies than I have. Number one is Nitrum. Oh man! 
I Caleb, seriously never heard of it. Caleb well, Landry. Mitchell, okay, that one. Yes. yes. Caleb we saw it together. Martin backwards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Caleb Landry Jones in one of the most just absolute bone chilling interesting performances you will ever witness. It is the most disturbing film wow. I saw in 2022. And it was also the best film of 2022. I will never forget this movie. It will stay with me forever. And I will never forget Jones's performance, He's, which will also stay with me forever. Yeah, he he was he was so so brilliant. Yeah. In this. And, and it's and, funny because as you're going through these, I had a tough time not putting some of these in yeah. my list. And Nitram was one that I fought with for a while. Yeah. But. So and it's it's my number one. But just like the whale, I, I never want to see it again. Yeah. But yeah. it was it was it was an amazing amazing movie and Caleb Landry Jones I was absolutely blown away by that performance oh, yeah. he was unbelievable yeah. so that is my top 10 you, you, you saw that one Murray right? you saw that I one did. This, right? Yeah. and I also agree it creeped me out oh it's disturbing Caleb Landry Jones is a kind of a creepy guy as I believe I mentioned a few times yes you have you've, you've everything I've ever him seen him in factor. he's been creepy yep uh well I must have not have read the rules properly because I only had three runner-ups, but I added oh. another one. Good. Uh, I like that. Uh, and surprise, all of my Mondos, you haven't mentioned a single one of them. That's <laughs> so. not surprising. It's not surprising. <laughs> okay. Honorable mentions. Yes. Violent Night. Okay. Which is my new favorite Christmas film. Nice. Uh, Death on the Nile. Oh, Unlike... No. Murder on the Orient Express, I had no idea who the actual killer was. So you didn't was, hate this movie. This so was entertaining. It don't was, give him don't uh, give him flack. Exactly. He, I he, loved I it. I give anybody I want flack. Take that flack and stick it and, right in your bum well, cheeks. And here comes the other flack from the other one of our cast. What? Yes. Elvis. Oh, yeah. Yes, I loved it. I'm like, okay. Not enough to be in my Mondo <laughs> 10, but I still loved it. Jimmy's so Jim biting his tongue hard right now. Late admission, which... I struggled to give a Mondo to. Okay. Was Thor Love and Thunder. Because what? Of the, because of the GNR soundtrack? <laughs> that was a big reason, but yeah. Uh, Wait, didn't you give that a rage? I know, I gave it a Mondo, but it was a tough Mondo. A tough Mondo? I don't think you did. Did no, you double I check? Did. You check your website. Okay. You entered it. It the was a Mondo. Okay. I didn't originally have it at all, but it's like, I'm going to throw it on there because I still love Thor. It's just, it was not a good story. There you go. All right. You heard it here first, and, people. And, and I love guns My and roses. My top 10. Number 10. All right. I like movies. Oh, there it was you go. my favorite of this year's Sif. Yeah, you like that it one It was a, a Canadian-produced thing about a kid who works at a video store, which I can identify with, falls in love with, you know, his manager-type yep. person, wants to go to film school. Mm-hmm. I can relate. I loved there it. I go. thought it was funny. Nice. Number nine. And it didn't make any of our lists. No, it didn't. None of our lists. Number nine, The Adam Project. The Adam. You just know a Ryan Reynolds film would make my top ten. I thought all of his movies this year would have made made your top. It's basically uh, buying uh, football teams and having babies. That's right. Wasn't he in that something guy movie? Free guy. That was was last year. It was a year ago. Oh, was it? That was last year, dummy. He's even wearing his. He's even wearing his shirt. Oh, didn't know. No, I didn't. Dumb, dumb. Uh, Number eight, which you guys didn't mention at all. Is there a reason for that? The menu. Oh, 
Yeah, that's right. Anya Taylor-Joy was a delight. I gotta say, I'm a little surprised this made your top ten, but I'm happy to see it did. Ralph Rafe Fiennes was mm. wickedly awesome. He was yes, he was. Awesome. Number seven. Yep. The Duke. Okay. Mm. Jim Broadbent and Dame Helen Mirren. That just Jim Broadbent gold. was brilliant. Plus, was. I love British films. You do. And number six, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, or whatever it's called. Mm. In the probably, Multiverse of Madness? Sure. Probably the only superhero film I actually liked last year. Well, besides Thor, I guess. Which is saying something because I usually love them. And there was a Thor movie that came out. But yeah, Doctor Strange is my favorite of the whole year. Good to hear. Well, it's because of Number Sam Number five. Here it comes. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> That's Ooh. right. I said it. You did. I love Tom Cruise. I love Top Gun. Uh, and the flight sequences were awesome. So there. Just like Star Wars. Yeah. You'll like the last few. Okay. Number good. four. Use the, for- <laughs> use the force, Maverick. Use the force, Murray. Number four, The Whale. All right. How could I not put this film on? I would agree. Deeply moving performance by the Encino Man. That's true. Number three, which you guys also you also didn't know, uh, list, Empire of Light. I haven't listed mine yet, so who knows what's Livia on yeah, Coleman, You don't know Livia him. Coleman you don't know was me. amazing, and I'm not one of her biggest fans. Empire of Light Plus, was really good. a film about a movie theater. My second home. Nice. Yes. Number two, Bullet Train. Oh, baby. Best action movie of last year. It was a lot of fun. Bit of everything. And it was, Brad Pitt being Brad Pitt. It was almost as good as RRR. Yeah, yeah. Well, I walked out of that one, so no comment. <laughs> no, Because you had to pee because it was like no, three and a half there was, hours. No, because there was about four five-year-olds running around the theater. <laughs> and I realized it was a three-hour movie and it was a Bollywood movie. I walked out. You got you know going in when you go into that movie that families are going to it. It's where it's, <laughs> it's gonna, a party. It's yeah, a but party. you don't realize that in my former life in broadcasting, I had to watch Bollywood movies on a weekly He's basis. He's not a big fan of Bollywood. So I became um, angry Immune about to them. them. Wasn't yeah, your typical and Bollywood. And number true. one, ah, uh, number one, surprise, surprise. Yes, Top Gun Maverick. The three. Northman. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! How could I not put this awesome Viking oh, film yeah. at the top? I'm surprised you didn't give that other Norwegian film the what was that I one? The goat or the sheep or the ram? No, the one that with the, the played at Sif. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that one was good too. But I don't think I gave it a Mondo. Yeah, I think did. you did. Yeah, you did. Um, what the heck was it? Now? I can't remember. Anyway, but I can't remember the name. It was really good. This movie starred the second best Skarsgård in the film industry. Now, if his dad, Stellan, had played his father instead of Ethan Hawke, it would have been even better. And if his cousin or brother, Plus, the, the best Skarsgård was in it. My new favorite crush, Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, she's always awesome. Yeah. She's so always there amazing. You have it. She was in a lot of movies last year. Do you know that in your top ten, I only have three rages, so that's pretty you know, good. That's, 10, pretty that's pretty good. good. And one of them is Top Gun Maverick. I'm trying to think. One of them is one. Top Gun Maverick. What's the other two? Uh, the Adam Project and I like movies. That's it. The Adam Project and I like well, movies. Well, if it helps, those are at the, the bottom of my list. They were. All right. You had one at five. So yeah, well, I had to. Ten, I, nine, five. I didn't I, give it I one, did I? <laughs> All right. Well, now you're going to get to hear the the actual list for the entire year. So Nobody's listening at this no, point. <laughs> they've already heard they've, my uh, list. Nobody's listening. They, they they've already heard Murray's. They, 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 now that they've heard Murray's 
Top Whatever. Gun Maverick made the top five, then yeah, that's that, all that really matters. That's yeah. Because well, most of our listeners love Top Gun Maverick. Um, <laughs> most, of, most of the world does. You do <laughs> exactly because it's so bad. It's awful. Um, okay, so my number five for last year was Piggy. Piggy. Revenge like Piggy. is a dish best served with Piggy. Yeah, that was great. Excellent. Number four, you won't be alone. Visually amazing, <sighs> slow burn horror film. That was on my show. Where list. your adopted witch mom is <sighs> much better than your real one. So good. Number three, Empire of Light. Olivia yep. Coleman does what she does best, and Sam Mendes does what he now does best, write and direct. Nice. Number two. Yes. White Noise. Yes. Noah Baumbach and Adam Driver make me laugh at academia at the 70s and Adam Driver's brilliance and lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was fun. It was fun. Uh, number one honorable mention is Plan 75. Japanese brilliance so of despair good. and hope. Oh, it's good. Number 10. Now, you guys are going to be surprised by... I, th I think you're going to be exceptionally surprised, although I think you're going to probably nail my number one because that's all I've been talking about all year, well, since I've seen it. Uh, so number 10 is a film that you didn't get to see. It is The Color of Ink. Canadian Gold, a doc that has you falling in love with ink and the creative people who make it and use it with history, storytelling, interwoven into one man's passion. I freaking love this film. It's going to play on NFB. I highly suggest anybody watch this film. It's an amazing doc. Cool. Number nine, Flux Gourmet, the <laughs> fucked up food lives in the world under Cronenberg influences umbrella using body horror, oh, food, music, just amazing. and creativity to advance our minds and senses. Oh, love that movie. Followed closely by Crimes of the Future. Cronenberg is back and takes us places that transcend body horror into art and is stretching our minds along the way. Nice. Number seven, which I'm surprised didn't make Bryce's number one, actually, is Pee Off. Horseplay is the slowest, most magical transformative film. Yep. Literally. It was good. Of all the films I saw last year. It was crazy It was probably good. one of the most transformative. Yeah, it was. Because she transferred, she in, transferred, trans yeah. transferred into it a was, horse. It was an amazing movie. Number six, also made Bryce's list, Broker. Hirokazu Kurita. This is a film every family should see, be it birth family or one that you create. Number five. Five, five. Cow. There you go. The saddest film ever made that was one of the most powerful vegan affirming displays of cinema. Nice. Number four. Moon Age Daydream. Yep. A new way a new way to see a doc about the greatest musician who's ever lived. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Number three, another doc. So I have how many docs in my top ten this year? One. There's a lot. So here's another one. Can you guess which one this one is, Bryce? A Life on the Farm. No, it is not. Oh. It didn't make my top ten. It did Sadly. Wow. No. Up until I saw these other films, it would have made it. Number three was- Is this was, your highest rated doc? Uh, this one? This one I'm going to read out right now is. Is. Okay. 
Go ahead. Children of the Mist. Oh, yeah. The doc that made me say, I can't believe this is happening all the way through this entire movie. From moment one to the end of this movie, I did nothing but turn to Bryce and said, can you believe this is actually happening? This movie was was the epitome of observational docs. And I don't like observational docs as as an actual form of documentary filmmaking but funny enough cow also ops observational yeah. doc and um moon age daydream was nothing like no moon age doc. daydream was and the color of ink is not it's yeah. a story told through yeah. the color of ink so i have two observational docs, docs which are not my favorite doc genre yes. so kudos to the makers of Absolutely. children of the mist it was amazing my number two also on Murray's top 10, is The Whale. Brendan Fraser's opus. Yep. Number one. Care to guess? You say you've been talking? Why don't I know? Uh, You 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 probably probably don't listen to anything I say, so that could be the reason. It's probably got something to do with it. Uh, It's it's the most character-driven film of this last year. The lady on the ledge or lady on the... woman on the roof. That's it. You like that one? Dorata She was amazing. Now, if if the whale is Brendan Fraser's opus, yep. Dorada Pamacala's opus is Woman on the Roof. She Woman on the roof. is in this film. Uh, as if I'm going to pick in my top ten, they're going to be character-driven films. Woman on the Roof is by far. It's good. Next to L, yeah. it's the it's the best female lead character study. It's amazing. I've ever seen. Yep, I loved it. I. I literally can't argue with anything on your list. That's unfortunate. I know. Right? I, I'm actually kind of And Murray by actually that. likes some of mine. Some of them. I don't like documentaries. So we, even got, we, even got, we even got one in the exact posi- same position. It's Which crazy. Cow at five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we both landed on the same position. We both landed on cow. Yeah. I was sitting here ready to write, well, you know, Mondo, like I did with Murray here. But uh, yeah, I got Mondo, Every, Mondo, all, Mondo, f- all Mondo, 15 Mondo. of mine were Mondo. You guys usually it's, agree on it's stuff. So this was a year like I've been waiting for for a long time. I don't think if you go back and look at how many Mondos we had this year. I think it was probably more. Than it was last there year, was yeah. more, way more than last year, way more than the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this was an amazing year. When I was sitting there, I've got a list that I was working off of. I'm like, I can't believe how many yeah, amazing I films I I, I yeah. had this year. Well, I and had I, to take some of yours off of my I list. Know, that I know, and like, vice versa. I mean, like it's like you're saying stuff, and I'm like, how is that not on my list? And then I'm looking. I'm, I like my I'm pretty list. Pretty happy with my list. But yeah. it's just crazy that like you know, like Woman on the Roof. How how is that not on my list? And it's not. How is it not on everybody's? You list? know, how is Nitram not on your list? But it's not. It's just, it's and it's just, it's a really good character-driven yeah. film too. So yeah, I mean, so it, I it is. It was a math for me. Yeah. So, well, well, it's not that. Again, we've talked about this. Dra- heavy dramas are not your genre. Not your thing. Right? Some are. So I love the whale. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But that, but depends you could identify the with the character well, better. On the you story. couldn't. You couldn't necessarily identify well, no, I mean, with Nitram better. I didn't mind Nitram. Just it, I didn't like it enough to give to Mondo. So. Right. But and, why and, is that? And I and I liked it enough to make it the best movie of the year. It just went out of my conscience because if I didn't love it that much. Much, yeah, yeah. I tend to forget about it. Yeah, it makes sense. And I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah, it's I I I've thought a lot about that film too. So was did you was did you think this was a good year for film, Mer? For twenty twenty two? Well, I want to say yes, but 
the kind of movies I usually love mm. were all crap. We're kind of disappointing. To like you. Yeah. Uh, when I they're, was doing this list, I, I brought up my most uh, like looking forward to movies of 2022, mm-hmm. and out of like the six or seven I had, three of them I gave rages to. So yep. yeah. Stuff I was looking forward to didn't pan out. And I was, and the reason this was the best year in cinema for like, I don't know, ages, decades, maybe, is because I was surprised over and over again at how good the stuff that was coming out was. It was almost as if the pandemic kind of quieted things for a while and then people got their creative juices going because there was it wasn't just there weren't just straightforward stories there was some wacky stuff Mm -hmm. there was i mean it was and there was so many different types of filmmaking it was an amazing year for cinema and i just wish that more people watched the movies that well, mattered to me, is, uh, to us, this is the to problem us in 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 cinema. Is, instead of lining up to watch Top Gun, Maverick those of us who don't and have Avatar and all this garbage. Yeah, those of us who don't have five or six streaming services count on movie theaters to yeah. see stuff. Yeah, and some of the movies you listed as your mondo is like Weird Al never came to a theater. I would have loved to have seen that. Mm. That Banshees one, I have a hit a theater. I didn't know, but it was the it weekend. Was, yeah, it was, it was I think it's still in now. So I think it's we can, still there. We should yeah. go see it this weekend, Mark. But no, I really wanted to see that one, but yeah. it was a week that you you were sick, so yeah. we didn't go see it. So yeah, but well, it, 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 it really like it really Black was. Panther I, was it I've never given out so many town. mondos in my life in a year. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. But and and you know what? Maybe to Murray's point specifically about the genres that he looks forward to, like yes. action films action and films, superhero films. There's one. I, I, I think there was one good even comedies. Film. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of good comedies, no. and there wasn't. Well, there I don't think there never good really comedies, is. But yeah. but as far as as far is i think we've hit a wall with superhero films and they just it's just, just now, now it's just regurgitating we've well, talked about this is, for a i've long already time. given up on marvel yeah and i had hope for dc until recent events and i'm yeah. like i had hope for dc until black adam mm-hmm. and now I'm not sure that I don't have hope i'm i'm interested to see what gun does cuz maybe yeah, no, he it's, will it's not going to be good. How how do you know? know. Uh, I'm looking at Gun and the stuff he's made. I've really Usually enjoyed. Liked, yeah. I've enjoyed the the Peacemaker series. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed um, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed uh, the dudes, the, the uh, Galaxy of the, 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 Guardian, of the Guardians, Guardians of the Guardians galaxy, of the Guardian Galaxies. Yeah, including <laughs> the Christmas special. Yeah, including the Christmas special. Well, I don't think he produced it. I don't think he directed it. Um, in charge. Yeah. Well, is he anymore? I mean, he's yeah. DC guy now, man. Maybe. So, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm still kind of hesitantly out, optimistic. I'm more hopeful for like, um, seeing, and this is maybe not the best place to describe it, but I'm still looking forward to things like Image doing stuff, like Image Comics to do stuff, mm-hmm. or Dark Horse to do stuff, oh, or yeah. you know, some of these. So ones that don't aren't in the mainstream that have really good dark characters, right? Like the Sandman series that came out. I know it's not movie, but you know they're they're, they're and um, 
uh, Invincible and stuff like that that's coming out now that's being really well done. Let's get it into cinemas, yep. right? And get it into more creative hands. So, yeah, I would agree. I, I think know. this was a tough year for me to make my top 15. Oh, I, I sat there and I, I'm like, I can't believe this. I don't think I even had 15 Mondos this year. <laughs> well, you didn't get to see as many yeah. as us, but yeah. I think I think I had, I must have had, worked too much. Mark. I think I had 50 Mondos or something ridiculous mm-hmm. this year. And I, yeah. I don't sit there and hand them out like candy. You did a bit Sometimes this year. No, I've got, I got no, to admit, you gave I a bit of candy out this year. There was a Halloween. There was a Halloween giveaway at Bryce's house. There was so much candy that you gave us. Now you know not of what you speak. I can tell I was you something. shocked some at some we'll of take your this, mondos. We'll take it offline. <laughs> you weren't shocked at any of my Shouldn't mondos. be shocked at mine. Yeah, one or two. <laughs> no, you that. weren't. You, you literally said they were all mondo for you too. So No, no, not your top 10 list. Just some uh, of the mondos you oh, gave, that out I gave this year. Some of them it's I like, gave out just like, because huh? I... <laughs> well, ditto. No. Ditto. All right. Well, there's our top 10 and bottom five, people. I'm sure we're going to piss off a lot of people. Yeah, we always do. Yeah, and half of them will go, I've never heard of they those movies because they don't go to film festivals. I speak for the common man. That's right. Who doesn't go to film festivals? That's right. <laughs> Even though I to, do. They go to Top Gun Maverick. That's right. And on that note, yes. it's yeah. time for the Merman Minute. No, it's not. It isn't? <gasps> we have our Film Rage Awards. <laughs> I almost forgot. Yeah, I'm following along here. We've I'm not sure where you are. I'm in another I planet. I think you're still at the Team Canada game. I'm still on Team Canada game because we just beat the U.S. I'm yeah. sorry, our U.S. listeners. Six to two. But we are we are going to the finals of the that's, World Juniors. That's a paddling. That's a paddling. Am I going against a team that, that beat us? No, we're going against the Czech Czechs. Yeah, didn't they lose to them? I thought they did. Oh, maybe. I don't know. We'll find First out. Game, to- we'll find watching. out tomorrow. Anyway, we'll see. Find out tomorrow when they play the final. <laughs> there you go. I have no idea. I haven't <laughs> been following the tournament at all. All right. So this is okay. So for those of you who are listening, we the collective film rage. Well, I shouldn't say that we the collective. The majority of film rage, which is Bryce and I. And Murray disagrees with. Murray's a huge fan of the award shows. But Bryce and I are anti-award shows. And we feel there really isn't... There really isn't a need to have more than one award. So Film Rage is giving out... Each of us are giving out their award for this year. All right. Lay it on me. I'm sure it doesn't come as a surprise to anyone. I was going to give it to the editing... For that one doc. But, but then I thought, nothing can be better than Dorada Pomacala's performance yeah. in Woman on the Roof. Not necessarily the movie, but her performance. So I'm giving my Film Rage Award for me yep. to Dorada Pomacala. Murray. Alrighty. I am giving mine to an actor. <gasps> and us? Oh, so did I. They know very well. Is it Ben Affleck? No. Oh. Never. Is it Mark Ruffalo? Is it Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> Mr. Potato? No. I love Mark <laughs> Ruffalo. Uh, does, he sit, does he have a Does he have a movie out right now where he sings stuff? Uh, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, You guys don't know this, but the Country Music Awards, CMAs, as they're called. Yep. Oh, you're going to get something to Country Gold? Entertainer of the Year. That's an award they give. And this person was the person who entertained me the most Mickey Reese. over the past year. No, Country Gold sucks. Get over it. Yeah, it's true. My it award almost made my top ten. goes to Brad Pitt. Really? What is 
three performances that I absolutely freaking loved. The first one yeah. was the best thing in an otherwise forgettable movie, Okay, Lost City. He was the best thing in that movie. Yeah, that's true. He I, was. Like 10 I minutes that not, he was in I there. I will not disagree with that. Uh, next up, of course, Bullet Train. <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was he phenomenal. Was, he was great. He was and then great. rounded it out with Babylon. This was a Brad Pitt year. So I did, you know it what? It was Brad Pitt's year. That's why he it gets It is the a award. Brad Pitt year. I, you know That's what? That's why he gets I the I don't disagree with anything you said there, Murray. There and man, like who else put out three movies other than In one year. Samantha Martin put out three movies. Did she? Uh, Tobey Maguire. She was, but she was really good. Student. I don't think so, did he? Not I think Spider-Man, Spider-Man was the end else? of last year. Oh, okay. Mm. He should put out three movies. He should there put out like ten uh, movies. He's getting old. <laughs> That's right. Old and delicious. Be a Tobey Maguire movie every week. That's right. 52 movies a year. (laughs) Maguire movie of the week. (laughs) All right. So what's the the Bryce Film Rage Award for this year? Uh, What's that? Don't say Mickey Reese. No. (laughs) He didn't make it in the top 10. He didn't make it in the top 10. But man, that movie was awesome. Like that movie, there's just certain movies where you just smile through the whole thing. Country Gold is one of those movies yeah. for me. It was that is a movie I could watch on repeat just over and over again. However, my film rage award goes to no shock here either Caleb Landry Jones for the best performance of the year, in my opinion. Um, and this is uh, especially impressive this year because I I really believe this is one of the best years for film like ever. Um, it's just it was so rich this year with so many unbelievable performances but uh there there were multiple actors that did just up their game this year but none reached the heights of caleb landry jones and nitrum um so much quality this year in cinema but no one went to you know to any of these unfortunately nobody went to these great movies um in cinema which makes me sad um when I when I go to like Nitrum and I was like two other people in the yeah, audience, three uh, people there. That's just. W- it's were just we the sad. other two, or is there two other people? No, there was two you, others you, I didn't go with you guys. Didn't you go with I us? I thought you did. Didn't the three of us go? I thought no, we did. No, we didn't. Oh, oh well. Oh. So, anyways, I guess everybody's too busy going to Avatar and Top Gun and Black Thunder or Black Panther. Black Panther Thunder. Whatever. So, Black Panther Black Thunder. Black Thunder. So, but yes, uh, <laughs> not taken away from the fact that Cable Landry Jones had the performance of the year for me. Nice. There you go. And interesting. Um, la- our last year awards, I don't think they were all actors. No. I think we gave no, some films out some last directors year. directors in there, I mm. think, too. Or directors, yeah. So. Yeah, I think. I can't I remember. Can't. I'm trying to remember. You know what? We'll go back and listen. Yes. Doesn't matter, because this is for 2022. Yes. That's right. Great list, Let's people. See what 2023 gives us. 2023 will hopefully give us. I don't even know what's coming out, to list. be honest. It's going to give us <laughs> Cocaine Bear, which is going to oh, be yeah, fantastic. Right. Bear, yeah. All right. Short and sweet. Yeah. Encino Man. Son in law. Airheads. In the Army Now. George of the Jungle. Holy Shore movies? Oh, what? Blast <laughs> from the Past. Brendan Fraser. Three <laughs> mummy films. Oh. Dudley Do Right. Dudley's Do Right. Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone. Awesome. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Uh, Furry Vengeance. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Hairbrained. <laughs> and Breakout. 
This was Brendan Fraser's legacy. <laughs> yep. His Hollywood career until 2022. I mean, he plays a robot in the series Doom Patrol. He's but, awesome but in that. He's, he's behind it. Like, you can't even tell it's him. He's still awesome. Um, Midley, I have enjoy, I enjoyed one or two of his films. Bedazzle comes to mind, but yep. that was mostly Elizabeth Hurley in a tight red devil outfit. Sounds good to me. The first Mummy wasn't too bad. Mm. Better than the Tom Cruise version, anyway. Mm. Um, Justin, we were ready to write him off or put him on one of our lists. He might be already. I don't even know. Yeah, he could. He literally could have made the he, doubted list. He yeah. blows the doors off with the whale. I know we don't care about the Oscars anymore, but if anybody ever deserved to win it, it would be Fraser for yeah. this from zero to hero that being said they'll probably give it to will smith again whatever piece of crap he's in uh no no they won't they won't let him up on stage probably that's all i got that's a sweet minute mer i know i try try so i try and i try temperature rising vision blurring rage taking over Sweet, sweet, sweet rage. My rage this week is actually a sad rage. I'm going to take you on a journey Mm. that I like to call the sadness journey. (laughs) Okay. And triangle of sadness. Not. It's not quite as that kind of boat ride. But my my rage this week is because of what movie made my top film of 2022 and the actor that I gave my film rage award to that not very many people are going to have seen her and that Mm. film and it makes it breaks my heart because people who get to see that those these levels of performance people who care about film not about being entertained because there's a in my opinion there's a huge difference Sure, there's sometimes. I mean, I go to see Keanu Reeves movies because I want to be entertained. But when I want to watch a film that's going to move me or change my life for the better, I go to see a film that's going to do that. And I think for my entire list, these were were all films that moved me to places that I couldn't have. And that's why my list was made the way it was. Because each one of them wasn't just... It wasn't just great performances and great films it was each one of those films moved me in a way that i think i grew as a person so it my rage this week is a sad rage that that a lot of people aren't going to get to see it and i hope i hope that some of the films that have made our top 10 actually do get to some of these award shows that the regular movie going folk see and we'll go wait a minute maybe i will see and that's and that's always the hope that right. some they'll get a nomination and then and then it'll see the light that it should have the spotlight should have been shone on them the whole way but right sometimes and and that's the one good thing about award season is yeah. every now and then a movie that you didn't expect would would make it yeah. even though you knew it should yeah sneaks in and well, just Parasite, the fact right yeah, it, and just the fact that it sneaks in people all of a sudden watch it and Let's hope that that happens again for her this year. Yeah. Well, and, and just in, in film in general, right? Like yeah. How, how many other so great Korean films we got to see? Like, 
Yeah. Like Alienoid, stuff like that yeah. that we got oh. to see Korean films this year, or The Broker. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, just, it's just, it was, it was, as I say, this was an awesome year for international, for even domestic stuff. It yep. was just a good year for film. So people go see some film, film, not entertainment. Yeah. Yes. I kind of like this song. It is. It's catchy. It's brilliant. Just like you. It's good stuff. So my rage this week... It's kind of a weird rage. Usually I don't really care what other people think, but I'm, true, you don't. I'm just really annoyed by the critics um, this week. Just seeing the things that they've been saying about the whale. Um, they're, they're saying stuff like this film is so hateful and vile. And I'm like, what are they watching? Um, one reviewer said that it's, it's a cruel spectacle. Um, but this is the same idiot that said Avatar: The Way of Water is a tremendously epic is tremendously epic and entertaining. So, yeah, you know, it's just it's how does just that person the, get to be? It's like it, it's a reviewer. It, it just makes no sense to me. I mean, I'm just super super annoyed that you know these idiots are putting Top Gun Maverick on their top ten lists and just absolutely bashing a film that they just for some I don't know how you could not get it there isn't a cruel bone in this movie's body like this is just it's crazy that they that anybody could watch this and see it that way it's not spectacle it is it is character development at its best it is emotional filmmaking at its best there is so much to, to chew on in this movie. This movie makes you think so much. You leave the theater and it stays with you. So I, I'm i just annoyed by And as I say, usually it's like whatever. But this in particular, I'm just shocked at how divisive this film has become. Where like half are saying it's great and half are saying it's like vile and disgusting. And it's like, what are you watching? And That's you know what I rage. would you know what I would you know what I would respond to that for people that say that? I think Murray is the perfect barometer. Eh, but that, I, is give, no, I'm giving you props a little bit, Murray. Yeah. Because, you know, Murray has a has a in tuned sensitivity to things that he finds vile. Yeah. And if he didn't find this movie vile yeah. No, then, I, I read one review, they were talking about how they were uh, it wasn't fat shaming, but it was like something about it was showing overweight people in negative light or something like that and i'm like that wasn't the point of the film no in no way and if you can like yeah you obviously didn't watch the movie if yeah. that's what you're saying yeah or else they were only concentrating on the fact that yeah, there's a 600 if, pound guy walking yeah. around if you took if you took a clip of him you know rummaging through the the drawer and like eating twinkies or whatever yeah. and, and that's all you saw well yeah that's what you would think of the movie yeah. but if you watched the whole movie that that is so far from the point it is yeah. just a heartbreaking well-told story well, yeah i have to agree with the old critics i mean i don't often agree with them because yeah well for example black panther which again i refuse to see because i didn't see the point you guys both hated it and when it came out i was just curious to see online what people thought of it they freaking loved it yeah they thought it was amazing and i'm like okay it, it, it just makes no sense yeah i had a, a interestingly it was 
Um, but I think that was one we both raged about. My yeah. memory serves me correctly. Yeah, I, I and, would have raged too. And they, uh, pe- some of the people that, when we posted our, our post on it, said, you know, we're three white men reviewing a black film. And I'm like, okay, you obviously did not see the same film as us. Yeah. And we don't, I mean, true, we're white, middle-aged men. Yeah. But we watch film not through a lens of is if anything I would think the black community would be offended by it but yeah. apparently no they weren't yeah. you know we we don't have the right to judge a film based on on um, whether or not the film is good yeah which is odd it is it odd. is but to each their own I guess yep all, all right. right rage subsiding pulse slowing at Cinema Recall, we want to present to you the finest in film analysis. Yeah, like action and gore and sex. We will look at classics by Kubrick, Lynch, Godard, De Palma, and Coppola. I don't know who the f*** that is, but I'm looking at classic bodies of Christina Hendricks, Keanu Reeves, Salma Hayek, Ryan Reynolds. We are a serious show for film lovers who enjoy indie foreign films, art house gems, and classic black and white features. Well, I enjoy big budget blockbusters with great action and sexy people. Maybe our podcast can celebrate all aspects of films, like people who feel like your weird way and like people who feel like my weird way can like get together, man. They can? Yeah. Huh. You know, I like that. Cinema Recall is available everywhere you find great podcasts. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram under Cinema Recall Podcast and on Twitter at Cinema underscore Recall. I love those guys. Welcome back to Rage or Dare. So much has happened since last you had the pleasure of hearing the dulcet tones of my voice. You know, the god of rage, me, Casey, a.k.a. the nerdy photographer. Now, let's get you caught up. Bryce was broken doomed to my delectable, torturous bag of evil remakes. Then Jim gave him an early Christmas present by letting him watch the fantastic Val Kilmer in Hard Cash. Jim and Bryce were dared to see The Shape of Things by the fantastic podcast Cinema Recall, and finally Jim pulled Staying Alive from the Death by High School musical bag. Whew, I thought my holiday season was busy. So, this week, Bryce and Jim will be letting us know why Cinema Recall thought anyone would want to see an old Paul Rudd movie. Next week, we'll catch up with Jim on John Travolta's dance moves. And then after that, guess what? That's right. We'll see if I can re-break Bryce and Jim, who's along for the ride as they suckle from the bosom of my torturous bag of evil remakes. <laughs> yes. Next time, let's re-break Bryce. <laughs> he is so evil. I love him. He's the god of rage, man. He's, he's not just a nerdy photographer. He's the motherfucking god of rage. I love that man. Every single thing about him. So we got to see The Shape of Things because Bryce was able to find this sweet little gem 
in a little tiny used video store and we watched it on Betamax. No, that wasn't it. It wasn't Betamax. <laughs> was it? No, it wasn't VHS. <laughs> I think it was on DVD. What didn't even have the Blu-ray. It was the DVD version because it certainly wasn't Blu-ray quality that we watched it on. I can 100% guarantee that. No, it wasn't. So Elvis Costello does the music? Um, Already this is a mondo and opens with Rachel taking pictures of statues' penises? Why would someone dare us to see this? Oh, right. Because... After an amazing first five minutes and hearing a song by Elvis Costello, it went from awesome to awful in a matter of seconds. They took it to annoying and added two more characters, one of which who couldn't act his way up the sphincter of the pits of hell. It, if he was covered in ice cubes dipped in anal lube. Then it seems to rub off on Paul Rudd. I mean, to see Paul Rudd become repulsive in one easy step, and the dialogue all seemed not natural, almost like they were trying to make a vintage stage play where no one knew how to act. The pacing was off and seemed unnatural and choppy. It's like High School Musical 2 without music. They promised Elvis Costello, and there wasn't enough of him either. The acting was very much like a bad acting virus. When Frederick Weller, who played Philip, yes. came on screen, dripping with his parasitic disease of repulsive acting, who then infected Paul Rudd, who then infected Rachel Weiss, who finally infects Gretchen Mole, as much as after the first five minutes, the entire film was repulsively awful. Then yes. we get a great reveal. Okay. Which, although was clever, but couldn't make up for how bad the rest of the film was. Mm. On top of that, they could have ended this film after the great reveal. But just like 95% of this movie, they couldn't end the film right. They had to ruin that also. Yeah. Here are the things that were good in this movie. Yep. Two Elvis Costello songs. Yep. The first five minutes. Yep. The reveal. Yep. The two girls in the park who randomly walked by. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Then I forgot about them. The rest of this was a rage, which makes the entire film a rage. This film was so awful. I've never seen a movie where the acting was so choppy and delivered so badly. It, it was painful to watch. Every five minutes I was going, what the... What, what is happening? Mm. And the dude who... and. I know you thought it was cute, but his acting was so oh, awful. Oh no, it was good. No, he was. Uh, he was a redeeming quality. Of no, the film. this he was. He was. He was hilarious. He was repulsively he awful. He started repulsively awful. No, he stayed repulsively after, awful. Oh, that was what made him good, though. <laughs> no, it, it did not make it good. Yeah. So this, as you mentioned, this started out really promising. In the first five minutes, I'm like, I was like you. I was like, why are they daring us to see this? We got Elvis Costello. We got the initial scene in the in the in the art uh, gallery. On, on the art gallery. Where she's museum. taking pictures of Not, penises, right? It was a museum. Yeah, sure. That too. Let's go with museum. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, it started out with some promise. Um, I will say that uh, from the very get-go paul rudd's nose was very distracting to me it was i mean it, it ends up going somewhere but i was like like did he have a nose job and like that's all i could think about as i was watching the movie and i will say that while 
this prosthetic nose that he had on, it actually looked pretty good. It did. It also looked different from scene to scene. His yes. nose was a little bigger, a little small. It was a little flatter sometimes, sometimes not quite as flat. It was always big, but it was slightly different in, from scene to scene if you, if, you, if you go back and watch it, which you Please obviously don't. won't. Um, I disagree. Fred, Frederick Weller as Philip was hilarious. He was not. Uh, he he was, started out. He was painfully I, awful. I hated him for the first little bit. I'm like, oh my God, this guy is so bad. But it's one of those deals where sometimes so bad is good. It and, wasn't. It, no. And after being not. just absolutely smashed in the face with his acting for like an hour, it started to get funny to me. And maybe I was just giddy from the you fact that I was... giddy of the stupidity <laughs> of the film. It was so stupid. He was terrible. He, it got worse the, as the but movie But the things on. that he would say were just hilarious. It's and because the, the dialogue the, was so bad. And, the, and he'd add like a little facial expression after he'd done saying whatever he was saying. And it was, it was all so bad that I couldn't help but giggle. I actually found his performance a redeeming quality in it in the fact that it was so bad that I was I was actually enjoying the absolute dread yeah, of his no, performance. It was I was I was just in he, dread. He, he steals the show. No, um, but yeah, to your point, they this actually had a good ending, at least what should have been the ending. If it would have ended like seven minutes before it actually ended, it was perfect. It was. It still would have been a rage. It was. Yeah, it still would have been a rage because there's so much awful in the middle. But it had a good ending. Yeah. It could have had a good. It had a good reveal. That's a good way to say. Yeah. And in the middle, it was god awful, and the ending was god awful, and yeah, it was a rage. But Philip was kind of funny. Philip was awful, but you know what? The most important thing is, is that the Vern and Ashley nailed it. Yes. They dared us to see a terrible it was, it movie was very, very that bad. fueled our rage. It did indeed. Uh, so, as Casey said, when we come back next week, I will be talking about staying alive, staying alive. Staying alive. Okay. Thanks, Rangers, for listening. Thanks, Extended Film family. You can find them in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, the god of rage, for the voice of Rager Dare. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, subscribe, or send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see a terrible movie to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please, 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 pretty please, 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 make us a rage. That's it for this week. A rage on. Rage on.